Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I am Eric Ozempa. And I'm Brady Steffel. Hey Brady, how is it going right now? I understand you blew out your sprinkler and yeah. life's good, huh? Life's good, yeah. I got that done before anything frozen blew up, so that's it's always a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I don't know that uh, difficulty because I don't have a sprinkler system. Yeah, so, mine came with the house, which is nice. Um, that's you gotta, pretty awesome. Yeah, gotta keep on keep on watering until we figure out if we're gonna do zero escaping or something. But yeah, so no, that's that's done. I got a guy. Uh, he's he's good. Um, he shows up. He's friendly. Chats the whole time. Takes oh maybe half an hour, and then you're done. Or see six to eighteen minutes, I guess, from start to finish. You know, that's one of my earworms. I have to tell you, probably one of my bugaboos or pet peeves is. The Xeriscape, you pronounced it correctly. Yeah. The other one to me that I have to say, there's two other words. Let's hear them. Just twi- make me twitch. Like it's if cold. somebody says espresso instead of oh, espresso, yeah, yeah. that yeah. drives me kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is especially instead of oh, especially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Common and usage. I hear that quite a bit on either podcasts and, uh, and or commentary about especially and I'm like, yep. Ugh, it makes me cringe. The but, one that gets yeah. me is just like, uh, it's like Pittsburgh. It's like you can say stuff without um, the the to be verb, I think is what it is. Like needs washed, like those clothes needs needs washed. I think that's one of them. Oh, that's really? Yeah. From, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, ah, yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's local usage is acceptable. Like that's what dialects are. That's what dialects work. Um, I get it as a language guy, but, but it catches you. Like, it's just, it like. It's a lightning bolt from ear to ear every time it happens. It's like, yeah, holy exactly. God, can't yeah. handle it. So, well, yeah. and, and it, there's a Boston accent too. I don't know if it's South Boston or whatever, but there's an R in everything that shouldn't be an R. Oh, it's erotic. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just erotic. It's just erotic really, and non erotic pronunciation. It's just really of interesting, like yep. Warsh. You know, like Warsh. I heard that actually, that's more Missouri, but I remember. I had a, a friend of mine in Kansas who actually like would say "worshing" is close. I'm like, "Where's the R? Worsh. I don't understand. Worsh, I don't understand Worsh. what that R is." You know, it's it's regional accents, man. You can't make yeah. it make sense. Um, know. You know, if you got German in German, there's like my last name is Steffel. It'd be Steffel because there'd be a sh in there. But there's yeah. you know, it's it's a yeah. T. It's an S and a T. It's, it's the way it's pronounced, and it's going to be different from region yep. to region. Um, I'd have to look it up, but if anybody's interested in um, your daily or your, your weekly watch, there's a whole thing on U.S. accents, and there's more than you'd think. It's on YouTube. A linguist breaks it all down. I think he's got like two half-hour episodes on that. Pretty compelling stuff. Pretty cool. It talks about you know nasal pinching and rhotic versus non-rhotic R's and um, all, all the different uh, dialects and twangs and, and, and pinches and and squeals or whatever. So it actually it's, sounds like you're saying erotic R's, but you're not. You're saying no. It's rotic. What, what does rotic. that mean? Like rolling of or it's no. It's when the R's. R's. It's the Boston accent. It's when you have R's that are pronounced and R's that are not pronounced. Uh, I don't know all of the specifics, but basically, um, it would be certain R's are sometimes pronounced, right? And then yeah. Um, if you what's the what's the one that they always say in Boston? It's wicked smart. You know they say it's smart. Smart. Yeah. It's wicked smart. Yeah. That's the that's the cliche one, um, mm-hmm. but they have ones that are not pronounced. So roticism relating to or denoting a dialect or variety of English, e.g., in most of the U.S. and southwestern England, in which R is pronounced before a consonant, as in hard, and at the ends of words, as in far. Um, but then you have um, places where that's just not said. You know, it's like it's hard versus it's hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Exactly. 
And that's that's the Rodic uh, that's the Rodic R. I couldn't have told you exactly what it was, but yeah, it's when you pronounce the the R's and you not. And so uh, yeah, I mean it's and that's correct to that style of English. There's there's all sorts of different types of of English, even though we have um, what is generally considered U.S. English is like Iowa, Southern Minnesota, like that stuff where it's just very bland. And you would say that's and that's where the journalists go to train. Um, but then if I get a beer or two, not beer anymore in me and my my family's around. Oh, it just gets, it's so much different uh, than the way that it all falls out of your head, you know? So yeah. that's the way life well, is. And I've always heard that, at least growing up here, I always heard that Colorado was kind of a neutral accent, although we must have an accent. I'm it's, yeah, it's it's fairly neutral in the in the realm of, of, of but it, there's definitely things that I noticed too after having lived around the country. So. But I have to tell you, when I go somewhere, nobody ever says, where are you from? You have such a strange accent. Nobody ever says that. Right. Yeah. Nobody's going to be no. like, Oh, I'll buy you a drink. Yeah, I love your accent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Nobody goes, like, oh my God, it's exotic. That's so strange. Yeah. What is no, that? Mostly, no, mostly people think, oh, you sound mostly like you could be on the news without yeah. you know, anybody getting too upset. So that's that's kind of yeah. all it is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Like, there's a linguistics moment with Eric and Brady today. Yeah. Oh, uh, and there's, yeah. A, there's a lecture series. Um, what's it called? It's like the history of human language that I listened to at one point. I'd have to look it up exactly. It's on Audible. It's a 10 part lecture series. Uh, great stuff. Goes back to proto uh, Indo European languages and like builds and like the way that they do forensic analysis on languages. Ah, it's just what I live for. I live for that stuff. So anyway. Well, you probably heard the old joke that I heard a, uh, a lecture series on the history of lecture series. So, oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Always good. <laughs> classic. Perennial classic. Get the shovel out, dig that one back up. Huh? You doing anything else exciting uh, other than blowing out your sprinklers or actually having no, just, somebody come by? You weren't physically blowing out your sprinklers, but uh, having somebody come by <laughs> do that for you. Yeah. Just grab oh. the rubber hose and just yeah, yeah. wowzers. No, um, it's that time of year, so it is uh, like October twentieth or something today. Yep, the leaves are changing. Um, it's just time to go through and do stuff that I've been putting off, and so you know it's time to go do roses. So I, I cut back my roses. I trimmed out a bunch of um, the, uh, the 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 raspberry canes that were dead and this is too thick anyway, and I'm just putting everything to bed, like the stuff that's. But there's still blooms on the roses, so I haven't felt pushed. Longmont's yeah. had very, yeah. we've had a very mild tapered entry into fall this year. Um, almost disturbingly so, but it's been really nice. We still eat lunch outsides, um, outside. Oh, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, we still haven't had any snow. I mean, we had a trace a while back, but nothing right. else. Yeah. yeah, very tapered. So you wait, yeah. you know, you wake up, it's 29 degrees, it's 65 in the, the afternoon, yeah. and you go outside for a little bit, walk the dogs, and then you come back home and, and bundle up and eat your soup, you know? <laughs> soup season. Make your chili, make your beef stew, make your you know your tomato I, soup. Yeah, your tomato I was just thinking about making some of that because we have a bunch of tomatoes left in the garden that have been um unprocessed, I guess. There's still fresh ones in the in the fridge, yeah. which is weird because it's pushing the end of October. So anyway, uh last time I listened to our last podcast and it was way too waffly about absolutely nothing. So let's talk about long month. Awesome. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um let's see. Uh, first of all, I wanted to mention um, an article I saw about somebody who was actually doing flight seeing. Oh, yeah. In Longmont. That's pretty yeah. cool. So they take you up in an old uh, Cessna. And uh, the gentleman who has been a pilot for 22 years, um, I, I thought it was, I think the most interesting thing is that he, pri- he promises a smooth ride. Oh. I have flown over the mountains a few times and I've flown. My father was a pilot until uh-huh. you know he stopped doing that uh, for many, many years. And I don't know anybody who could promise a smooth ride, but you know, yeah. hey, 
it's a bit out of your control with the weather and whatever. Maybe it's just <laughs> yeah. a, a product having an old airplane and there's just <laughs> enough holes in the wings or something. Yeah. Um, for that to be smooth. Uh, but no, I, yeah. I I saw that article too. That sounds like kind of a neat thing. Um, cool way to get up. I'd love to get my parents up. I know that they do hot air balloons, and I looked into how much it would cost to buy them a ride in a hot air balloon. And I was like, maybe I'll convince something them to else. Pay for yeah. Themselves. Yeah. yeah. How much know. is it these days to get in a hot know. air balloon? It was, it was like I think hundreds of dollars. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh so I was like, well, you know, maybe not. I do think that my my parents, my dad in particular, would go nuts for it. Um, yeah. So I'm not really sure what that would all cost. I did see. <laughs> I was down by the Lowe's at one point driving through the parking lot, and there was a guy, and I couldn't tell you the name of it, the, the service, but it was advertising hot air balloon rides on his tailgate. And it was like letters and stuff that you would buy from Lowe's. Like he like, stenciled them on there. Or yeah, something. yeah, like that. Yeah. And it was, it was, oh, because it was like they're peeling off. And yeah. Like, yeah. It looked like they got, he got it from Lowe's or like, you know, <laughs> yeah. some, somewhere yeah. else that like a, a hardware store that's since closed. And then there's like pictures. <laughs> of and I'm going, you know, I, I'm not going to leave the planet Earth with this guy. There's just I I cannot be convinced to get into this precarious you know yeah that sounds a little a little interesting I, I have to tell you it's one of the most exciting things I've ever done I don't really love flying but I have to say I did go up in a hot air balloon once and it was uh maybe more than once but it was really cool it's like you're in a giant elevator it's really yeah. smooth so yeah. this says uh float lifecycle balloon adventures at lifecycleballoons.com has um champagne blue flight balloon flights for $220 per adult, 170 bucks per child 12 and under, romantic private flights for two, 880. I have to imagine they're not just sending the two of you up. So, you know, like what does the guy like put on a like a cloak and he's just like, I'm not here. <laughs> Do your thing. Yeah, well, and again, it's like one of those things where it's like the I envision it like you, then you're awkwardly with some other dude. Yeah, exactly. I'm just I'm just saying stereotypically a dude. I shouldn't say that. It could be man or woman, whatever. Could be a dude at non yes. non-binary, whatever person who is actually Guys, in the balloon. And, and you know, I just want to just want to make sure that I'm not here uh stating some sort of uh stereotype. But um, you know, you could have somebody who takes up in a balloon, like you said, all this all of a sudden you're kind of awkwardly with another person there. That's and it's kind of like at the restaurant, you know, when the violinist comes by, yeah. And it's like okay, after a while it becomes awkward, you just got a violinist in front here's, of you. Here's a C note, bub. Leave me alone for the yeah. rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get out of here. No, that's the thing. Like, it, it, it's one thing if you're on a, you know, like, oh, I'm at a beautiful uh, Parisian bistro or, you know, you're at yeah. a restaurant and it's the two of you and you're lost in the crowd versus it's it's the, the third wheel in the, the thing. So, you know, and I always feel a- like champagne is kind of like added to anything to add romance. And I don't really right. feel like, why can't you just drink champagne? You can just. Yeah, it always champagne. has to be like it has to be, have a romantic notion to it. Start like, tomorrow morning. Drink champagne. Yeah. What is tomorrow's Thursday? Start start yeah. tomorrow. Just drink yeah. it. I don't know what do you want. What do you want? To know? That's right. I used to drink mimosas back in the day, but yeah. So it's not bad. I mean, what's no. wrong with the mimosa? No, no, no. It's good. All right. What else we got? We got I. So we you talked a bit about the uh, multimodal corridor the other day, and I went out of my way this time to look it up and to to take a look around, and I, I'll say that I'll. Um, piggyback on your comments and say it looks it looks really impressive. Um, I like it. I didn't realize that they're going to have a separated bike path, or that's like kind of the front running um, uh, 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 sketch, whatever you want to say, uh-huh. the, the promoted one. 
has a like uh, multimodal thing. Like, you know, there's a sidewalk and then there's a tree and then there's a bike lane and then there's a curb and then there's the parked cars. And this is what I advocate for when I talk about like proper people infrastructure. I think that this is, to me, as close to the gold standard as where we're going to get. I think that's, it's pretty cool to have that. And it's only going to be eight, nine blocks of that, but still like that's better than taking your life to your own, in your own hands on main street or dismounting on main street and walking on the sidewalk or something, yeah. or, you know, worse, just like taking, taking your one wheel or your motorized scooter and just weaving through traffic. Um, <laughs> yeah. saw a really cool yeah. guy on main street the other day that was just like, just, you know, like in his twenties and <laughs> probably hadn't seen a shower in a while. I was just cruising on a skateboard. I think it was an electric skateboard. And he's just like trying to look really cool. I'm like, ah, you know, so you're dodging dogs and kids and old ladies and stuff. Uh, maybe not. Uh, I don't really understand at what point the you know the, the bike lanes or the the bus lanes and the car lanes work. It looks like sometimes you'll share the bus lane with the car and the car. So in the middle, that's that's kind of interesting. Um, what I will say is that this may have some of the issue that like Dutch Brothers Coffee has further to the north. Where yeah. if you're yeah. going south, and so uh, if if nobody knows what we're talking about, there's a, there's a coffee store on North Main <laughs> that looks like a Sherwin Williams paint store. It's got a rainbow on it. <laughs> and if you're going south, if you're heading toward Denver on 287, it's it's easy peasy lemon squeezy to get in and out of because it's yep. on your right side. And then you go through a little loop, and it just kind of poops you back out, and you're right there on the road again. And that it's nice, and you get you loop in and out. But if you're going north, if you're going the other direction, then you have to cross a lane of traffic in order to get in this thing, and then you loop, and then you have to cross the lane of traffic again to get back out. And so if you've got this nice side section of uh, traffic diversion on Kaufman now being funneled through, it's like got a nice shunt, everything's great, it's good for bus lanes. Um, it could be really nice if you want to avoid traffic when you're going south on Main Street starting at about ninth. So about where you'd really want it going down to about first again, so about where you really want it because you're going past the, the heavy business corridor and where stuff really slows down. So that's great. But if you're going to go North then you'd have to cross, you have to, you're taking a left to cross traffic yeah. and yeah, then yeah. you take it and then you come out and then you have to take another left to cross traffic to get back in. And so that was kind of the only thing that I said, you know, it, it'll be really nice in certain instances, but I'm wondering if they're going to be able to, to shunt traffic through. If that's not the goal, then that's not the goal. But if it's just mainly to get buses and pedestrians and stuff um, on the road, um, cool. But I think otherwise it, it looks gorgeous and the, the the design plans and stuff that they've got there look really beautiful. And it'll be a pickup point, I think, for, for bus rapid transit and all that stuff. So uh, pretty neat. All, overall, I like it, and you know, I wouldn't mind having uh, Philly Green Greenwald on again because I I do. Yeah, I do we should probably have Phil on again just to talk about the progress there. I also have a couple of questions for him too about traffic flow, and uh, one particular place I was I was thinking of the other day, and I have to remember what it was. But Heck of a show with Jose today. We've got traffic flow traffic exactly. Flow, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but I do want to mention, you know, that they did have the open forum a few weeks ago, and I did talk to people over at Cafe Luna, and they were you know, pretty against the plan, but um, actually attended the forum, which I think is great. Get information and find out what's going on. And, you know, now they think it's great. So I think that's pretty cool that I think they have, the city's listened and I think there's some pretty cool plans that are coming down. And I think it'll be a pretty amazing thing. I really do. I I think it could be gorgeous. And it reminds me of um, certain like European areas where they're saying this is really yeah. designed for people, which I think is yeah. great. And yeah. I don't know that we'll ever get to like the Loveland style thing, but um, yeah. 
the, a similar bypass on the other side of the road would be would be pretty cool. It couldn't start in the same spot yeah. because of like where buildings currently are, like the police yeah. station. That's uh, that would be in the way of doing it in first street. But you just go right through the middle of that. We're going to really catch our speeders. Just like <laughs> carve out the inside like you do in a Sequoia or a big Redwood. Just drives you shunt traffic right through. And they got the traffic gun right there. Though. You're going 33. Exactly. Um, hey, in um, other development news, uh, exciting news down by the South Street Station apartments. So that's second and third or maybe first and second, actually, on Main Street on the yep. east side across from the cheese shop. Which, yep. if anybody hasn't checked out the cheese shop, it's an amazing place to check out all kind of all things European, if you will, and cheeses that are from around the world. French but um, they are actually getting a new pizza place over there. Oh, yeah. And I do not have the name in front of me. And I'm Is sorry, that in I the, don't, um, but it's going to be in that lower floor. Yep. It's next to High Country Bank. High Country Bank is right there. And so, uh, yeah, they opened a branch in that building. And I think that leaves maybe one vacant space for retail there. But I mean, it's really exciting that they have a, they'll have a restaurant there. And granted, I mean, they've got a lot of kind of captive audience around that area of town. Yeah. And plus I only expected to get even busier. So. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. That's neat. I like the, the yeah. extending it down. Cause it's, I mean, the main street corridor is such a, like a nice place and they've, they've done a pretty good job with the, uh, new developments and stuff, tying it into the old feel. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's modern meets uh, classic architecture and stuff down there, which I think is neat. And I, I think if we can get the trains taken care of, that'll be a big, big boon. Cause like we've said in the past, the diesel motors are, are loud and the trains yeah. on the tracks are yeah. loud, but the whistles, the horns, I mean, they're designed to be profoundly loud so that people <laughs> don't get run over. I mean, living there has got to be, um, Oh, I can't yeah, I imagine. Mean, biblical. I can't imagine. Just yeah. biblical. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But I have to, you know, give kudos to the city and particularly the downtown development authority. I mean, in the sense that they have that second to third corridor was always kind of like, eh. Yeah. But really, if you think about it on the west or east side, you've got Hefe's, you've got Smoke and Dave's barbecue that I recently went into to pick up some barbecue for mm-hmm. um, the kids and the family. It was actually a lot of, um, it's a really great space in there. I have to say it was the first time I'd stepped in into there mm-hmm. for a while and then you you move further across the street you got mo's bagels coming in and you got some other activity i mean it's it's turning out to be a pretty neat little courier corridor because you got it, santiago's it, there too as well yep, and yeah. it really is yeah it really is and um oh man i just said oh well they tr- tore the tricky planet down i, I gotta say that 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 probably helped a let's lot. go way back okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. Wait. Oh, so far. So it was. Far I would say that was probably six years ago. Yeah, but I mean, it it was in recent memory. It was here, and that when you say that quarters would improve, that quarter would not have been improved. That was the that was the oh yeah. yeah that that big changes. They're saying this thing's this disused like, and if if nobody if if anybody's listening who never saw it, it was very much like a like a German East style. European yeah. yeah kind of slab of concrete basically yeah it was yeah. what do they call it um a brutalist construction it yes. was just gray yes. and dismal and then they tore it down and now yeah. there's some like very very modern apartments in its place um that people yeah. I really have to give kudos to cheese importers because if you think about it, they were the first ones who kind of took the plunge in that block because they said, hey, here's this old, I believe it was the electric or the power building. And it was yeah. this really neat kind of 20s building. And they yeah. decided to plunge in and buy that and actually yeah. convert it into something because before it was shuttered and it was like a storage unit yeah. for a bunch industrial, of industrial, post-industrial. Yeah. yeah. And it's just really cool that they took that on and 
revitalize that. And I think that really propelled the whole area to get a little bit better. So, yeah, yeah it's been good. Been a lot of chat recently on the subreddit. I'm not sure what to even say about this, but just talking a lot about um, housing and housing needs in our area and in the greater Colorado yeah. region. Um, I read a thing on, I think it's Colorado Sun <clears throat> this morning, um, I, which I don't have in front of me, but talking about how in certain towns that have historically not been like a very populous area, but they don't have enough play, like people blame this, the whole how, like labor shortage, whatever you want to call it on this side of the next thing. But people are saying that, look, we can't work here because we can't live here. There's nowhere to live. And the things that do occasionally come up um, for rent even are exceedingly expensive and we can't, we can't afford to live there. So I've harped on it in the past. I'll harp on it again. Um, it's an issue also here, um, affordable, you know, making sure that we're building um, units that people can buy, like first time buyers can, can yeah. buy or rent yeah. and that type of stuff, because that's, that's, you want to keep Austin weird as the sticker goes. That's the mm -hmm. slogan. You mm -hmm. have to make sure that all of the people who make it weird can stay there. Yeah. You know, like the artists and the musicians and exactly. the, all of the people who are not making six figures, seven figures, you know, they're the people that are like adding the, the, the cultural depth. Um, so well, I, that and just the idea that, you know, it's, it's easy for people who with means to say, I love to live and work in the same place, but Right. The idea of people just funneling in from other areas to, you know, spend hours in traffic just to get here to service needs and other jobs and yep. um, teachers, whatever, uh, yep. that just doesn't make any sense either. So, again, if you're really kind of a climate advocate, too, it also makes sense for people to kind of live and work in the same place, too. So they're yeah. not just traveling 90 miles to get to a job. It's just yeah, now we're going to dive into carbon economics. Um <laughs> hey, on along those lines, real quickly though, I want to say Central Presbyterian uh -huh. here is going to be ringing in. Um, actually, what they're doing is they're actually joining in solidarity, Glasgow, Scotland. So they're ringing out a welcome October 30th to delegates from 197 nations meeting for the 26th International Conference to address the climate crisis. Mm -hmm. So the bells will be ringing as a warning to remind them and us of the urgency and the dangers we all know face. So that will be occurring on the 30th from 11 to 1130 a.m. Um, they're ringing in. Most of the bells are usually worship and weddings and other things but this they feel is a significant event and they need to warn people of the impending climate change too and they want to raise awareness so yeah the the undergoing climate crisis as it as it were yep. um which is just unfortunate but it's the state of the things um we were so fortunate not to have any fires here this year but between yeah. the beetles not dying because it's not cold enough and then the air being too hot and dry in the summer times it's um it's a recipe for disaster up in our it is hills. Yep. yeah that yep. makes me very sad so, so there we are on that, but it's very interesting. You were uh, going to speak to us about carbon sequestration or, uh, uh, you know, I don't need to get back <laughs> on my soapbox. I, yeah. for a very long time, believe that, um, dealing with climate issues is, is more important than most people seem to believe. Um, and I, I stuck to that. So, you know, I, you, you, you at this point you believe it or you don't, but, uh, I very much yeah. believe it. And, um, there we I go. I would say so, that I, I would guess that most people do believe it. I could be wrong. I think I, I think most people, the majority, most people do too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think most of us feel um, fairly handcuffed, or you're like our hands mm -hmm. are tied, and um, like we're not the ones who can really enact change. I mean, you can buy a Prius, you can get solar 
uh, in, installing your house, but really the big carbon emitters are are not individuals in that sort of sense it's yeah. um corporations yeah. and i mean car electric cars would be great but that's still only a fraction of the amount of carbon that's i will emitted. say one of the most exciting things i read recently and probably have to google this at some point in time but stanford university was looking at methane uh, reduction as a significant yeah a significant reducer in greenhouse gases and climate yeah, so if, if you don't so that, know that how, was pretty exciting actually to see their their new study so if you don't know how um it works like all climate gases are not uh, created equal. So you've got carbon dioxide and then you've got things like um, methane, which um, blank, like work as a thicker blanket than carbon dioxide. Then you have stuff like the diesel emission standards that happened a few years ago, where those, the NOx, um, the, you know, nitrous, whatever, and then the X's, there's a bunch of different stuff is being emitted at the tailpipe in order to boost performance um, at the engine, at the wheels. Um, those are those are very bad. They work very much as a blanket. They're shorter lived, but ultimately their effect on the climate is much greater than um, carbon dioxide. So these things like sequestering, grabbing uh, methane and sequestering that is important, which is why you see like the weird burns at, uh, um, you know, if you got places that are harvesting uh, methane, they got mm -hmm, um, like mm -hmm. junk heaps and stuff, or if mm -hmm. you've got um, gas wells and stuff, and there's those torches, it's because you burn it, you get CO2. If you let it go, it's methane. That's much, much worse for the, for the climate. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah, it is. And, you know, and, and we're all things climate here. We're all things, uh, you know, chemistry. And uh, that was a daily chemistry lesson with uh, Brady. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's a rip roar an hour. It's the infotainment. <laughs> It uh, is. Experience language. I wanted, but I, I, I wanted to pivot to Halloween and ask you. Yeah. Do you think you'll get trick or treaters this year? I know last year, of course, I think it was pretty minimal. I think we had a few, if I recall correctly. And I'm I just think guessing they'll be out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I, you know, I don't see a real issue with it if everybody sort of behaves. There's like Halloween of all the holidays to celebrate has got to be one of the easiest ones to do for the yeah. pandemic. Now that we know what the heck you need to do, I mean, if you're dressing up, you're basically already wearing a mask. Like that's fair. Yeah. Most of the time. And if you're not, yeah. put a mask on, or if you know, put your mask under your mask, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I I joked last year, but like you, you just slingshot candy at yeah. kids. Just, yeah. And I mean, you know, it's a joke, but you can you you can lie. We did actually have a neighbor who actually had on a pulley system. We thought that was really kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but you know, Halloween is on a Sunday this year. And, you know, as a kid, I always thought that was kind of a bummer. It's kind of like having your, oh, it's a bit of a drag. Yeah. yeah. I was like, eh. yeah, my, my birthday is around Thanksgiving and sometimes it'll happen on Thanksgiving. And I always thought the biggest drag was when it was on Thanksgiving because yeah. then it's yeah. like, Hey, it's my birthday. Pass me the stuffing. Pass me the stuffing. We don't care. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I was like, but, oh, by the way, happy birthday. So, yeah. <laughs> the cool thing though is, is that. Saturday, October 30th is the Halloween parade here in town. And oh, so cool. for kids and adults and such, I mean, they that is an awesome thing because the parade will be on a Saturday and it's right before mm -hmm. Halloween. So everybody can get all their tricks and I mean, not tricks, treats. but their treats, I should say. Hopefully, I don't get tricked too much. But, um, but yeah, there will be a parade here. And so if you're a parade attendee and really want to see the parade, you Really should be out at uh, Saturday on Main Street to uh, check out the parade. But um, it will start at 9.45, actually 10 a.m. Lineup starts at 9.45. So 
There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's Dia. De, I lost my my thing, but the Dia de los Muertos is going on, yep. which we mentioned in the past. So that's you know go check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Boulder County Elections and Avery Brewing Company are teaming up to host a vote early day event on Saturday, this upcoming Saturday, October twenty third. Um, nationwide movement of twenty seven hundred election administrators, nonprofits, businesses, da, 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 um, going on to try to get the get the vote out. Um, so that's uh, going on. Uh, 23rd, 12.30 to 2.30 p.m. No RSVP required. Um, 49.10 Nautilus Court in Gun Barrel, weather permitting, will be an outdoor gathering. So kind of neat. Uh, I did fill out my ballot today. So I Yay! Was... So uh, many people I know who listen to the podcast will know this, uh, that I do process ballots for the county. So please vote early so I don't have to stay there till All right. God knows what time of night, or I should say early, early morning. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, not, it makes it makes it easier tough. for the people who actually scan the ballots to there get out there a little early. Few votes I had to look up and kind of dive deeper in and go like, what are we what are we doing here now? Like the language on the ballot yeah. can be a little obfuscated. Yeah. You get your little you know your little voting pamphlet and you get uh, you can look it up on the internet too. You can find out who's sponsoring these things and get an idea for what what the intent is behind them. Um, and so yeah, got that all done. You know, it didn't take too long. I was productive this morning, paid some bills, you know, got my Look ballot. You. Together, What'd yeah. you do? Write out the checkbook and get the green yep. ledger oh, out. Just give me my, uh, <laughs> my, you know, I got my, uh, my magnifying glass, my, my visor and exactly. licking my pen. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I know that Landline Donuts and a few other places, Miko Coffee and a few other places that are brand new. And I hope the pizza place down south are going to take advantage of that. Um, Halloween parade and and kind of the things that go along mm-hmm. with it to get some notoriety. So we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Well, uh, anything yeah. else we have to share with anybody? Uh, anything important? I mean, <laughs> sort of, not really. Yeah. Not really, yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, the odd bits. We're still at 84% of the county eligible with one dose of the vaccine, 79 for two or for sorry, 79 for one, one dose. Uh, 84% for two doses. So we're doing pretty good. Keep keep punching those numbers. Keep encouraging. Keep going out there, telling your family about. Go take an uh, air air ride in a in a balloon, hot air ride in a hot air balloon, whatever. Or a really smooth uh, airplane ride too. Yeah, yeah. Get out and I don't mean to be flipping about it, but uh, you know, I think this as sightseeing or flight seeing, people love that stuff. So that'd be oh, great. it'd be gorgeous, especially yeah. now that the air is cleaned up. So nice oh, yeah. and smooth. Yes. As always, we thank everybody. Thank Andy Epler for our intro music. Thanks to you for listening. Catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you content. Um, I thank David Cutter Music for our outro music as well. And as always, my co-host, thank you, Brady. Thanks, Eric.